Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you've taken bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful Parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 83. Today, we're talking about the Mindful Mama manifesto. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. A mindful mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindfulness Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and to take family and life to a new level of awakening. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the mom of two girls ages 7 and 10. I'm so glad you're here today, my friend. I'm so glad you're in, I'm in your ears, and we're connecting like this because I have something I'm really excited to share with you. This is a solo episode, and I know I love the interviews too. They're amazing, but this is going to be really cool. I, I hope you really enjoy this Mindful Mama Manifesto. And before we dive in, I just want to let you know that coming up, we are going to have a free five-day training for the Mindful Parenting course. It's a five-day live training from October 9th through 13th. And um, you can go to hunteryoga.com slash events to find out how to sign up for that. What is a mindful mama, right? This is the Mindful Mama podcast. And I've been thinking about this idea of who who are we, right? Who are we as a generation? Like we're not June Cleaver. We're not like we haven't got our aprons on, you know, away at home. And and we're we're working moms. We're we're moms who are at home. We're moms in the middle, you know, doing all kinds of things in the world. 
And we're kind of a new generation of mom, right? We're not, we don't want to be the helicopter mom or necessarily, or the snowplow mom, but we want to be present for our kids. We know now how much their their uh, mental health and well-being matters, right? We want more for them maybe than just um, monetary success, right? The outer trappings of success. And, and we go a little deeper. And so I've been thinking about like this, who, who are we, right? Who are we as mindful mamas? And I really think that I was thinking about the, the work that I do with my clients and the courses and the group coaching and the coaching and stuff. And I was thinking about like, what is the sort of, what is the uh, the larger point that is so important and so valuable, like what is that underlying value? And I realized that it it could be summed up kind of like this, like you are already the best mom for your kids. That underneath our reactiveness, underneath our fears, all that stuff, that's when we are, when we are truly present and we are present and peaceful in ourselves, we are exactly what our kids need, right? When we chip away at the outer layers of stress and overwhelm, then our peaceful, uh, peaceful, authentic nature is what shines through, right? So I was thinking about this idea, like who, and, and that's where the mindfulness comes in. We know that practicing mindfulness as mothers, whether it means making time for sitting meditation during the day, having a mindful walk during the day, taking time to just breathe and have a cup of tea in the morning, doing some doing yoga, some kind of regular practice to get quiet and turn within. That this is the heart of this, this mindfulness is at the heart of this because this helps us to get to that place where we can respond rather than react with all those sort of layers of culture and we can practice that self-love and self-compassion, you know, because this, it goes back to sort of what's in the intro of this podcast, when we are thriving, when we are peaceful within, then we can give it to our children. And we can't, if we don't have it within, like if we don't have it, we can't give it. But when we do, holy moly, then we are shifting patterns of generations because there's so been so much fear and so much suffering inside, right? So it's really about our own work of transforming our fear and suffering. And I, I know I've used this metaphor before, and I really think it just resonates so powerfully with me and so many of my clients is this idea of the orange. And when I have an orange, and when I squeeze an orange, what comes out? You know, this, it's not pineapple juice. <laughs> it's not pomegranate juice. Orange juice comes out when I squeeze an orange. And it's the same for you. Like what is inside of you is what's going to be coming out when you are squeezed. And it's funny because in my own story, like this is something I instinctively really knew as a mom. Like I knew that when I was suffering so much, when my oldest daughter was little, when I was so, um, so triggered, I had so much anger and I had so much resistance and I was really unhappy. Um, I knew instinctively that my own well-being had to be the first priority because if I wasn't 
I couldn't give what I didn't have. I needed to develop that within. I needed to have the space to to be myself, to have my own life, to have my own value, you know, so then I could give it to my child. I I really knew that very instinctively. It's something that's always come really naturally to me all my life is that I knew that I had to take care of myself. And, and then, then I could meet the world in a full way. Maybe it comes from being like a really sensitive, <laughs> really sensitive human being, right? Like that artistic personality and, and seeing that when, uh, you know, when I'm in a roller coaster of emotions, when I'm miserable, like I'm not doing anything well. You know, when I remember I used to be a high school teacher and I would just like, you know, I'd have days where I could barely show up. And sometimes I didn't show up because it was, it was, um, you know, I didn't have that grounding and that well-being. And so I really knew that I knew that I had to take care of myself. And this was a lifelong sort of quest of mine. And, and I think it's interesting because sometimes it surprises me that we don't realize that it's hard, that we have to take care of ourselves first, that we have to fill our own cup first, you know, that uh, we have to take care of ourselves and then we can give and then we can give. We can't just give and give and give until nothing's left, even though that's what our culture tells us we should do. Like this is like, that's why this is like a new generation of mother, right? This idea of our, us as these mindful mothers, mindful mamas, because this, this, general this ideal that you know maybe is probably perpetuated by men and perpetuated for you know hundreds of thousands of years is where that was that women weren't valuable and that women were valuable in as much as we sacrificed ourselves right this idea of the martyr and it's so harmful this this idea is so harmful yet it's it's it tends to be kind of lodged in our culture and it tends to be thrown at us again and again so when my daughter was young and i was suffering and and i could i felt that pressure like oh you know you should just be you know why would you be spending time doing these things that fill your soul right like why would you be spending time painting in the studio as as i was and i felt that that pressure. And I think a, there was a little bit of the rebel in me, like, you know, F you. <laughs> but we need that. And I want you to have a little bit of that rebel in you to this cultural message, because it really is harmful, right? We need to take a stand against this harmful idea that we somehow have to be better or somehow we have to be perfect and we have to do it all perfectly. Like that somehow we have to be, keep striving to be better and better in order to be enough. Because that's total BS. We don't. You are already enough. You don't need more stuff. You don't need better clothes. You don't need to lose 20 pounds to be the perfect mama for your kids, to be an actualized, loving, thriving human being. You, We need to fight against this idea that we are not good enough. Instead, we need to slow down and value and love ourselves, which is, becomes a radical act and even 
We have to become present, right, to this moment. Value and love ourselves and become present in this moment. Like, oh my God, are you kidding? Instead, let's scroll through our Facebook feed or let's let's get distracted and watch a show or another thing in a video and go shopping and add to our to-do list and get more stuff done in a day. Like, this is the message. These are the messages that our culture tells us is that we should just do more and we need to, we're never enough and we have to have more and do more and fit more in. But so this idea of loving yourself and valuing yourself and being present, slowing down to be present to this moment where life actually is, by the way, (laughs) it becomes a radical act. It becomes a revolutionary act. It's kind of a revolution, right? It's a very quiet, peaceful revolution. But it's about fighting against this idea that we are not good enough. Because right now, as you listen to this, you are good enough. You are powerful. You know, right now in this moment, you can shift the way you look at the world and the way you respond to the world. When As we start to slow down and reject this idea that we need more and we're not good enough, we start to slow down and realize like, wow, look at this. I live in this beautiful world. Look at these trees outside my window with the beautiful green leaves giving me oxygen. Look at, I have these two arms and two legs. I can walk places and carry things that I need to. I have, you know, I can start to appreciate things like my organs and my blood and my breath, right? I can start to appreciate this beautiful fleeting life start to appreciate the beauty and the abundance all around me. But if I'm constantly in a state of I'm not good enough and I need more to be happy, then I'm never going to appreciate it. Instead, it's a radical act to cultivate that appreciation. It's a radical act to slow down. It's a radical act to transform the way you see the world. And even our children, right? Then we can start to see our children. We tend to parent from this place of our children aren't good enough, right? They're, they always have to, we're always trying to perfect them the way we're trying. If we're always trying to perfect ourselves, we're trying to perfect them too. We never see them as good enough. Like perfectionism is a, is a curse of never, ever good enough. And when we try, when we see our kids as never, ever good enough, they feel that. And instead, if we start to slow down and love and appreciate ourselves, we can love and appreciate our children, even maybe when they're not, they don't have pleasing emotions. Maybe even when they're in a place where they're vulnerable or ugly and, or, or acting badly, when they're, when they're torn and twisted and they're feeling not themselves, like, we can even love and accept them them then, and then they can relax and love and accept themselves as well. We can see, and it's a kind of a radical act, I think, to see our children as whole and complete human beings who don't need punishment and fear to show, tell them that they are bad, right? It's crazy because we use punishment and we use fear out of this sense of love, right? But it, it's it's. It's love from a sense of fear of you're not going to, we don't trust that they, they have their, their inner compass, right? So we want to 
push it on them from the outside. Instead, mindful mamas, we can see that our children need role models of mindfulness and skillful communication. They need role models for how to take care of difficult feelings. They need role models. They need moms who love themselves and meet their own needs because how do our children learn to love them themselves and meet their own needs when they see us? They see us loving ourselves. They see us meeting our own needs and taking care of ourselves and creating healthy boundaries and whatever that is, we, as we live it, they learn it. So why is this, why is this different, right? Why is this idea of the mindful mamas? Why are we, why is this different from what's out there? I mean, I think the, the difference is in that rejecting this idea of not good enough, right? And and saying, no, actually, I'm going to love and value myself, but also not blaming each other and not blaming ourselves for our mistakes and challenges. Instead, seeing the truth, which is that each of us struggle and seeing our, instead of seeing our challenges, seeing, seeing them, seeing them as, not as, flaws and mistakes to be stamped out and suppressed and this evidence of something wrong with us, but instead seeing them as teachers. What are the lessons that we can learn from this? Strong lessons. We can see our anger, our frustration, our feeling overwhelmed as teachers. What can we do different? How can we shift things? How can we slow down and become more present and insert those pauses in? Because our challenges are what make us real. They're what make us human. And they teach us compassion for others because as we start to see our own problems without all that judgment and that labeling and that self-hatred, as we start to see our mistakes instead as teachers and we start to have compassion for our own suffering, then we can have compassion for others' suffering because the truth is that, you know, our yelling and our 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 own ugly moments right we have our, our we're biologically programmed for reactivity not only are we conditioned for it through our culture right like you know you learn when someone yells at you as a kid you learn to yell at someone else this is how things are passed on how generational patterns happen i can see my rage goes right back to my dad's and right back to his. So mindful mamas, we can see that this is, this is, we can stop blaming ourselves for this. This isn't your fault. You are conditioned for this, but also you have this biology of reactivity. Like we have evolved over hundreds of thousands of years, some reactivity, right? So that we can react quickly. Literally, the reptilian lower part of our brain, the part that's the innermost brainstem part of our brain, literally cuts off access to the logical, thoughtful part of our brain so that that's reactivity, right? So that we can, you know, escape the saber-toothed tiger quickly without thinking, hmm, should I go and, you know, get my child from that tiger? No, no, it just happens, right? And this is what happens with your reactivity when you are having reactivity, yelling, you know, you have anger, frustration, all those things. This is your biology just happening. It's not your fault. You didn't make a choice to say, I'm going to be yelling at my child. You know, 
that reactivity happens. And as we start to recognize that, yes, like we were conditioned through our culture to be ordering and threatening and that, that, you know, we have this reactivity that's causing us to yell and to see sort of threats, right, in, in our lives, even as they are so comfortable now, right? We can have compassion for ourselves. Oh, it's really a form of suffering. Anger is a form of suffering. And as we start to have compassion for ourselves and see ourselves accepting the full range of our feelings, right? Accepting that, yeah, we're going to have anger, we're going to have sadness, and we're going to have those feelings. We're not going to be have pleasing feelings all the time. No, it's just not the way life is. But we don't have to add the extra layer of suffering that we shouldn't feel this way, that we shouldn't ever feel this way. Like that just adds this extra layer of suffering on it. And mindful mamas, we reject that extra layer of judgment. And we want this compassion, right? We want to cultivate this compassion and and cultivate it for our children too. So we don't need to be perfect. We don't need to be better, right? Our teacher, our culture teaches us that we're never good enough, but we reject it. We are. And we also, you know, thinking about those feelings, right? Seeing that biology of our feelings, like we also reject this cultural notion that, that, you know, that, that bad feelings are bad or evil, right? Or something to be suppressed. You know, we, uh, we come from this sort of, in the United States, we have sort of puritanical roots and things like that. And, and sort of the modus operandi in our culture is when we have a difficult feeling is, oh, suppress it, distract yourself, scroll through, through Facebook, have a drink, go shopping, eat more. It's all about numbing out so we don't feel our feelings, suppressing it. Or either that or we explode. We're completely subsumed by it. We have our a, a, a temper tantrum, really. And instead, the mindful, mindful mamas, we hold as our aspiration, the middle path. The middle path of mindfully feeling our feelings. We know that this mindful path of feeling our feelings is the path of freedom for ourselves and our children. Freedom because we don't have to be afraid of difficult feelings. Because when we practice to sit and to be quiet and to feel what it feels like and to be able to sit with our discomfort, wow, a whole world opens up. Because you know what? Your comfort zone is a prison. Everything, every th- way you grow is outside your comfort zone. And as we start to learn to mindfully feel our feelings, our children learn from that. They learn from us. They learn that it's okay to have these feelings and that we don't have to be reactive to them and that we can breathe or walk mindfully through them. And that's not easy. That's why we hold it as an aspiration, right? And we hold as an aspiration the the aspiration to communicate our needs without shame and blame, to communicate and build connection and strong relationships to develop our kids' internal compass rather than obedience to an outside authority necessarily, right? Like we we develop their, their internal desire, their, their internal will to want to do the right thing because that's what's right. And it, and, and when other people have boundaries, it hurts them, right? So we, we hold this aspiration to, 
to communicate through our words with our kids, to communicate through our deeds and, and thoughts and actions that we accept all of ourselves and that we we have these, you know, we have healthy boundaries and we love and respect ourselves and we love and respect our kids. Right? So there's that communication in there. So we, you know, we we understand that we need to develop these things within and then we can give it to our children and we then it's, it's easier for them. We can transform generational patterns. I mean, it's huge. All right. So I I've written all this into one smaller manifesto that I I know I've been kind of talking about some of these ideas for a little for a little bit now, but I want to share this to you in one manifesto and I and I want I want to know if this resonates with you, right? What does this resonate with you? So here it is. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. The Mindful Mama Manifesto. A mindful mama is a new generation of mother, present, evolving, calm, authentic, and free. Mindful mamas reject the culture of not good enough, knowing that when we free ourselves from stress and limiting stories, our authentic, peaceful nature shines through. Mindful mamas practice self-compassion and see their challenges as teachers, not flaws. A mindful mama values wisdom over reactivity, empathy over obedience, and begins anew every day. Mindful mamas live what we want our kids to learn, knowing that the best parenting is in modeling. Mindful mamas go within and get quiet to access their power. Mindful mamas practice presence, create their experience, embrace imperfection, love themselves. Mindful mamas are motivated, knowing that with every step, they are changing things for the generations that follow. I am a mindful mama. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mindful Mama Podcast with the Manifesto. So excited about it. I wonder, does it resonate with you? If it does, let me know. If you have questions, let me know. You can find the show notes at mindfulmamapodcast.com. You can email me at hunter at hunterclarkfields.com. And if this manifesto resonates with you, I want to give it to you. I made a little bit of a mini version that's a screensaver for your your smartphone. And you can find that at hunteryoga.com slash phone. Okay, hunteryoga.com slash phone. I'm going to write that down, so I put it there. <laughs> um, so go to hunteryoga.com to slash, slash phone to find a little screensaver that you can put in there. I'm going to put that in my phone, too, to remind us, right? right? We need these reminders. We post them up everywhere to to hold these aspirations to our hearts Um, if you haven't already i would love it if you could subscribe subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating it's i'm really kind of sad i don't have any new ratings since the last time and it's so easy to leave a rating if you haven't done one please do so you just if you're on your phone you can just go to the podcast app search for the mindful mama podcast even if you're already subscribed search for it you click on it when you find it and then go to ratings and reviews and right there it says leave a rating or review so please please do that it really helps 
get more ears to the podcast helps with the whole iTunes algorithm and things like that. So um, please, please do that. Coming up is the five-day live mindful parenting training. We're going to be learning some awesome stuff like how to tame temper tantrums and what does punishment really teach and all kinds and and all kinds of good stuff. So um, that's going to be a free live training. And then after that, we're going to be um, having the mindful parenting course, the live version of the course open up. And this is really special because, you know, you can take the self-study version at any time, but the when you join the live version, it's kind of a, like you upgrade to a whole different level because you get eight weeks of live coaching calls. Like that's, I don't know how many minutes because I basically stay on for 60 or 90 minutes for every call. So we go through specific instances. You get to hear other moms. It's really motivating to go through it as a group and to like hear and get that live feedback is really important. Plus, not only that, Everybody who joins the live course gets to retake the course any every single time it comes. So it's almost like you're joining the club. <laughs> you get to join the club and to um, be part of that every single time. People have already been doing that. They've been joining every single time and they hop on the live calls and they get they grow in more depth and knowledge every single time they take it. It's a really powerful thing. So even if you've taken the self-study course already, you'll um, be given the option to upgrade to the live course. So keep an eye on your email for that. Or if you have questions about that, you can always email me at hunter at hunterclarkfields.com. But I'm really excited because it's a very powerful thing. And I, I hope you'll join us. And there will be an option this time to do the accelerator version of the Mindful Parenting course. And that will include some one-on-one coaching sessions that you can schedule with me. So that will be a very limited, um, uh, that would be obviously limited in number because of my time. So um, check that out. And uh, of course, let me know if you have questions. Coming up in the next episode, we are going to have Kristen Neff on. She is the guru on self-compassion. She has done all the research. She has an incredible book. Uh, she's in, in, you know, done incredible, incredible work. So I can't wait for you to hear that. That's coming up really soon. And don't forget, you can get your free audio guide mindful at mindfulmomguide.com. But Go to hunteryoga.com slash phone for (laughs) your mindful mama manifesto on the phone. So thanks as always to Bill for the music and thanks to my kids for their nice intros and outros that you have been hearing hopefully in the last couple of episodes. They've been having fun with that. And I wish you a beautiful week. Um, I, I hope this, you know, it's like I feel really um strongly now you know like i feel like this manifesto kind of puts things into words that i feel that hopefully comes across that this idea that we are already enough right and it's about uncovering that peacefulness it's not about becoming better or perfect and in fact perfection is a problem right like let's Let's love ourselves, people. Let's do it. It's a revolutionary act. Join the revolution. (laughs) I am sending love to you. I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful week, my friend. And we'll talk soon. Namaste.
Are you a mom who wants to feel less stressed and enjoy motherhood more? Do you want to be calmer with your kids and be more present for all of your life? I'm a mom who has gone from really being stressed and yelling when my kids were young to having a more grounded, more at ease relationship with life and having more enjoyable cooperative relationships with my kids. And I've shown hundreds and thousands of women around the world how to do this. And I want to show you how to do it too. So if you are currently feeling stuck or stagnant, this is definitely for you. I've created a free downloadable audible training, Mindfulness for Moms, the superpower you need. And it will show you how to respond rather than react, how to let go of stress and feel more grounded in seconds, how to have a smoother day today and become more present for your kids for a lifetime. To get on on this audio training absolutely free, simply visit the website www.mindfulmomguide.com. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.